This is episode 590 of the Prepper Website Podcast, where I connect you with resources that will help you live a more self-reliant life so you can love your people, get prepared, and live free. Today's podcast is a special podcast with little old me. Hey, I'm Todd Sepulveda, the editor of PrepperWebsite.com, and this podcast is usually an audible version with some commentary of articles that have been posted on Prepper Website. But from time to time, I interview members of the preparedness community, and I might even come on and just share some things that I would love to share with you, like today, which we're going to be talking about modern everyday carrier, modern EDC. Well, guys, thanks so much for joining me. I'm so excited that you are here. You know, one of the things about not doing the podcast five times a week is that I get a little bit of time of reflection and a little bit of time to you know, to think through some things uh, other than just getting ready for the next podcast and lining up the articles and, and all of that good stuff. And so that's what this podcast episode is going to be about. I want to share with you just some ideas on modern everyday carry, modern EDC, because it really does affect every single one of us. Now, before I get into it, though, I want to ask you for a big favor. I want to ask you to think about this question. What is your why? Now, I know that there is a lot of that if you look at leadership stuff and you look at, you know, other other pod or you listen to other podcasts, I know that that comes up a lot. And I, I don't want to ask what is your why or what is your purpose for living or whatever, you know, what is your purpose for your job or, or any of that. What I want to ask you is what is your purpose? What is your why for being in preparedness, for prepping? What is your why along those lines? Because we can deal with the what and we can deal with the how all day long, right? So if you wanted to you know, ask yourself, what about preparedness? What do I need for uh, preparedness or what do I need to be prepped? You can go online. You can find uh, you know, articles on Prepper website. You can listen to the podcast or any other preparedness podcast. You can go check out YouTube videos and all that kind of stuff. And you can find out what, right? What do I need to be prepared? You can figure out how to be prepared and you can go through that aspect of it. And like I said, there's tons of resources there. But the why is going to be specific to you. The why is going to be what you believe and why you're in preparedness. And here's the thing. Every single one of us has a different why. And so I just wanted to do a quick question. And I also want to ask you, if you don't mind, to do a quick little survey. I mean, it, it is like one a one-question survey. And uh, the link is going to be in the show notes. And so you can click over that over to that link and the survey and you can just answer what is your why. So I have a, a long list of things that you can choose. Why do you prep? And then if you want to, there's some other things that you can fill out, but you don't have to, right? They're not required. I just want to know what your why is. And the reason I'm doing that, I'm asking you to not only just think about it, but I'm asking you to click on the link and go over there and push the button is because when you do that, you're you're purposely thinking a little bit more about it. It's not just, okay, let me think about my why a little bit later on. You're thinking about your why. You're going over there. You're clicking on a link. You're looking through the different 
reasons that I have listed there. And you might say, you know what? None of these are my why. I'm going to go ahead and type in what my why is and share it with you, Todd. And that helps to solidify what that is in your mind. And I think that's just so very important because preparedness is not a fad. Preparedness is not something that we just do when we're in our 20s or 40s or 50s or whatever. Preparedness is a state of mind. It is a way of living. And so I'm I'm hoping to change that perception just a little bit and get you to put a little bit of work into this, not only mentally, but really secure it and, and make it real in your heart. And so I'm going to ask you to do that if you would. There is a link in the show notes. You can go click on that and just share with me your why. Why do you prep? I think that's just very important. And like I said, it's going to be a little different for every single person. So don't forget to click on that link. All right, so let's go ahead and jump into our topic of this podcast. It's modern everyday carry or modern EDC. And so I just I wanted to talk about this because just like your why is a little bit different, everybody everybody's why is a little bit different. Uh, your EDC, what you carry on you every single day is going to be a little bit different. And so one of the things that was pretty popular, it's still popular if you go to social media and guys, I've really been off of it. I had another thing with face with Facebook uh, told me again that there was a post that did not meet their community standards. And I'm trying to figure out like at first I thought I was hacked because I haven't been posting anything, right? And so when I went to go look at the article, it was from August 2018. So not only are they looking at the things that are current, the things that you're posting currently, they're looking at the things that you posted like a year ago, right? August 2018 is almost a year ago. And they're looking at that and saying it's against community standards. And so, you know, I've been completely just turned off by social media. Uh, I'm not 100% given up on it, but I'm almost like 90%. But there used to be this thing where on Instagram, like I said, you'll still see a lot of this where people will do an EDC dump or, you know, they will show what they're carrying. And every day, you know, they show you, um, you know, they might have their firearm if they everyday carry. Uh, They might have or, or, you know, they uh, have a, uh, can still carry. Uh, they'll show you knives and different things like that. And a lot of those times, those pictures are really staged and they look really good. And you kind of think, man, in order to everyday carry, I have to have all this kind of stuff. And and that's not that's just not it, man. I mean, there's people out there that might have some of that stuff, and you might you know they might be police officers or I don't know, they might be in the military and stuff like that. But man, I'm an everyday guy, right? I, I go to work. I, I have a job. I come home. I've got kids. I got a house in the suburbs. I, you know, I take out my trash, you know, all that kind of stuff, right? I live in this real world and it's not this fake Instagram or social media world where all this, you know, things are staged and looks good. I want the everyday carry stuff that I carry with me. I want it to be functional. I want it to be real. And so I'm going to share with you some things that I carry and you might see some benefit in it. And you might say, okay, Todd, I need to carry that as well. Or, you know, you start to really put a little bit of effort in thinking through what you carry every single day. And so there's some great ideas out there. Like I said, you can get ideas from the photo dumps. There are, you know, and you're going to get some ideas from what I say here, and you're going to get ideas from what people write on, you know, articles and do YouTube videos and all that kind of stuff. But you have to find 
what meets your needs. And I really want to stress that you got to find what meets your needs and what's reasonable for you. Just because somebody with a popular website or somebody with a big YouTube channel or a big following posted their EDC doesn't mean that you need to go out and get every single thing that they have. That doesn't make sense for you, right? All right, so let's go ahead and get started with some of these items, the things that I carry. And the first thing that I'm going to say is my smartphone. Now, I'm not going through or specifically like listing like the first thing, the most important thing. I've kind of just thrown some things, uh, you know, in some notes here. But I'm going to tell you probably my smartphone is the thing that if I didn't have with me, if I got into the car and I started going down the road and I realized I didn't have my phone, I would turn back because that is, I believe, in our modern day, in our modern age, very important. Now, I got to tell you, there is a tendency in preparedness. I haven't seen it so much lately, but even a couple of years ago, there was this tendency to be against anything electronic or anything that needed power, right? So people would talk about, uh, you can put, put a lot of ebooks on a Kindle and they would, oh no, I would never do that because you know, the power goes out in uh, you know, an EMP or whatever and you would never have those books available to you. You know, hardback books are the best books to have. And I understand that. I understand that philosophy. And yes, that is true to a point, right? But the, the fact is, is that just because a smartphone or just because something, a tablet or whatever is electronic doesn't mean that you can't use it while everything is, is good, while there is power, even if everything's not good, while there is power. There are so many times where you are in an emergency situation that using your phone comes in very, very handy. And so just because Again, there, you know, the, the power and EMP and electronics and the grid and all that kind of stuff. Uh, don't poo poo this, this one, right? Smartphones are very important. I think that's one of your, the, the biggest thing, the most important thing that you can every day carry. There's, a, there's a lot to that. And so, of course, you have that communication issue that the ability to, to make a phone call, that ability to text. And so even like when Hurricane, uh, Harvey was going on the phones might uh the phones the cell towers weren't working all the way but you could get a text to family members right I could text my parents my parents could text me I could text my brother you know other people around you know people that I worked with and and that was working in in that way and so it's very important you know pictures of a Sandy Hurricane Sandy that hit the east coast one of the things were that you would see in pictures of where people were going and finding power because they didn't have enough power or their power was out. So people that had generators were putting out, you know, big electrical, uh, you know, plugs so people can plug in, could plug in and charge up their phones. It was one of those things that became very valuable because people wanted to know that, you know, people that lived in other parts of the country wanted to know how they were. So if you break down and you and you wonder, you know, gosh, how did we do things before, you know, before we got to before we had smartphones? Right. Um, the other day, you know, one of my kids had some uh, car problems and they were able to call and we were able to figure it out and all that kind of stuff. Before that, they would have had to get off, you know, and they would have to walk to a payphone somewhere. And so smartphones have made it very, very easy, very convenient to stay in touch with your loved ones. 
And so I think it's very important um, to, to have that and you need to every day carry that. So some of the things, it's not only just for the communication aspect, but there are some things and functions on your phone that come in very handy. So one of the things that I use a lot is the flashlight function on the phone. Now, I just use the native one. I don't get a special app for that, but I just use the native flashlight function on the phone and it comes in very handy. And I use it, for instance, every Sunday at church. Now, I have a flashlight. I'm going to talk about a flashlight here in a minute, but I have a flashlight and I carry a flashlight with me. But it's just convenient because I have my phone with me to be able to just bring it out and boom, hit that flashlight function. And I use it, like I said, every Sunday uh, we have a place where we store some of our equipment and I need to be able to see. And I just I'm able to shine the light. You know, when I turn down the AC and stuff like that, I need to be able to uh, to walk. It's a little narrow area. And so I need to be able to see where I'm walking. And so I use that flashlight all the time. If you are, you know, walking out in, in the dark or you're walking from your vehicle to, you know, inside or your vehicle to another place and you're just wanting to make sure that, you know, you're not stepping on, you know, any holes or whatever, you can just bring that up really quickly. And now again, flashlights, I'm going to talk about them in here in, in a minute, but that flashlight app on the phone makes it very convenient. And then there's apps, right? There's tons of apps. Now your phone so I really want you to think about this. Your phone is a small computer, right? So I know we talk on it and all that kind of stuff, but it really, if you have a smartphone, it is a smart computer. The more junk, the more crap that you load up on it, the more problems you're going to have. And there's a lot of apps. There's a lot of things out there that uh, you really probably shouldn't have because they're asking permissions from you to, to do a bunch of things to be able to look at your contacts and look at this and look at that and things that apps really don't need. So you need to be really careful with the apps that you, you do download. But there are some there that are, are so valuable that you do want to have. And so, you know, just be careful with loading all the, like for instance, I would not load games on my phone at all. That is just a resource hog, you know, wanting to uh, take up a lot of space and and uh, eat up your power and stuff like that on your phone. So I don't do any games whatsoever, but I do have a compass, right? There is a compass that works really, really well. And even if you're not connected to the internet, even if you're not connected to your data plan, it still works. And so if you find yourself, you know, is having a compass important? Yes. Is it something that you might every day carry? Some of you might. I don't because I don't, I don't need, I'm not going to, I don't travel very far. I don't, I'm not going into the woods or anything like that. I'm going to my office usually and, and back. Right. And so I don't necessarily carry a big everyday or a big compass, you know, everyday carry, but I like to have this app in my phone if I need it for whatever reason. So it really works well. And then I have maps. And so there are a bunch of different kinds of maps that you can download. But I think a map app is very important. So you can, when you're connected, if you want to do that, you can connect it to the internet and uh, it can tell you where you are and where you're going and give you directions and all that kind of stuff. But you can also get some that are offline and you can you know, use them to search for different things and, and find out where things are. So I think a map app would be very important. It's something that you should have. One of the things that I like to have is the weather app. 
Now, there's a bunch of different ones out there. You're just going to really have to find out which one is best for you. And so I have a weather app that I that I check out every every day, sometimes multiple times a day, because I want to see what the weather is like or if there's any alerts, you know, things that are going on. I get those through that app. And so I really I really like having that app right there. And then one that really is you might not have ever heard of it, although I've talked about it here on the podcast before, is the Disaster Prediction app. Now, this app is put on by suspicious observers. Now, if you're part of the Facebook group, now, I I stopped sending things automatically to the group, but I used to send out the suspicious observer update. Every day, Ben does an update, like at 4 o'clock in the morning, of space weather and weather and all different kinds of things. And so I've been watching him for a very, very long time, and he provides a lot of great information. He's one of those very even keel guys, right? So where people might be freaking out about, you know, Corona holes or solar flares or whatever, he's one of those guys that's very even keel. So when he came out with the disaster prediction app, I went and bought it. I think it was like $3.99, $4.99, something along those lines. But it's very helpful because you get to see those earthquakes when they happen and uh, there are other alerts. So they'll do health alerts. So there's there's this aspect that they are starting to really look at is that activity from the sun can affect health. It can deal with it can it can affect depression, it can affect uh heart issues and things like that. And so when there is that possibility that that might happen, then you'll get an alert. So if, if you're someone who you know you're worried about your heart, that might be something that you might want to have. Now there's some people I know one time I made a mention of it in front of people that are not preparedness minded and and they just started laughing and looking at each other like oh Todd you know a tinfoil hat guy but I believe it's it, it's real and I do believe in it. So anyway, that's one of the apps that I have and you can set it if you're not careful you're going to get um you're going to get notifications all the time because there's earthquakes happening all the time. But I have mine set to let me know when there's an earthquake that is a six or above, right? Because then you're starting to get into some some dangerous stuff there. And I'll tell you what, there are some, some days it's like it's going off and I'm like, man, earthquakes are, are crazy. So anyway, that's one that I like to have and one that I would um, mention to you. Now, there's all a bunch of other ones. You know, in the past, there's like been survival apps first aid apps so like you can uh, open them up and you can you know i guess type in or look up like how do i fix a broken leg or you know a compound fracture or whatever right there's some where you can take a picture with your camera app and it will tell you what kind of uh, flower or what kind of plant it is and so if you wanted to forage or something like that it's not always very accurate but I think it's pretty cool. So if you wanted something like that, you could find something. So there's a lot of different apps out there. I'm just telling you the ones because this is everyday carry things that I use on a regular basis. Well, the compass is not one that I use on a regular basis, but uh, there these are ones. These are apps that I in functions of the the smartphone that I use on a regular basis, and so that I, I have. So going along, so moving from the smartphone. One of the things that I always suggest, and if you've listened to the podcast 
for a while, you know that I'm going to suggest this, is you need to have a battery bank or a battery charger to go along with your smartphone. Because if you are using it, you know, a lot, you're going to eat up the battery and stuff like that. And so you, you don't want to be in a situation where you have this great tool, the smartphone, where you can call out for help, but you don't have any juice in your phone to be able to do that. So I, I'm a big believer in having a battery bank and a battery charger. Now, this is where the everyday carry for me might be a little bit different than a lot of people. A lot of people will do a pocket dump and everything that they have in their pockets is what they're carrying. Now, for me, when I go to work, everywhere I go, I'm carrying my backpack. And so some of these things I do not carry with me on me. I have them in my backpack and because I'm carrying, I'm always carrying around my laptop. I always have things that I need. And so it's very convenient for me there. But there are these battery banks, these battery chargers are so small that they're the size of a of a phone or even smaller. And so they, you can very easily fit them into your back pocket. So when you start looking at battery banks and battery chargers, you need to look at the milliamps. That's what's going to be very important there. So the higher the milliamps, the more charges you would get. And, and really, you don't need a high milliamp to charge your phone once or twice. Uh, I have a really big one. And so I could charge my phone for probably 10 times before I need to recharge it because I just, it's one of those things that, you know what, I just want to have a lot of juice with me and it's not very big and it's able to fit in my backpack. And so I'm very, I'm able to carry it around, right? And so uh, that's one thing that you need to really think about. They are very cheap now. Back in the day, they were a little bit more expensive. You would pay for it, but they're very inexpensive. You can pay 19 99 and get a decent one that will charge your phone probably two to three times on you know on amazon i've talked a lot about them and not only that you can find them free right you can find them free in a lot of places for instance i went to a conference a while back and because my name was on the conference you know that i was attending or whatever one of the vendors sent me a postcard and said hey stop by our booth and have a chat with us and get a free battery charger right and so it wasn't a very big one i think it was 2000 milliamps and it's like this little rectangular prism type thing but it would charge my phone one and a half times and so it was worth it for me to find that booth and go talk to them a little bit about their product. And they gave me one of their battery chargers. So you can find these things for free. Sometimes people are doing promotions and they give them away for free. Don't miss out on one of those free chargers because you might have a really nice one. You can give this to maybe you know one of your kids or whatever. And so one of the things to think about, the bigger your battery bank charger is, the longer it's going to take to charge. So my really big one could take if I wear it down and I take it down to, you know, one, it has four lights and the, the lights tell me how low it's getting. Right. So if I take it down to one, which is basically 25%, it can take almost 24 hours to fill up the, the ones that are a little bit smaller can be charged up within a couple of hours. So, you know, you need to really think about that and, and all of that, but I highly recommend that you have multiple battery bank chargers for your family. If you have kids that are going out and they're going to be out, if you have a wife, if you have, you know, uh, daughters, 
you can give them put this in your purse and this will charge your 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 phone and don't just waste it you know if you use it charge it up but you it's it's very important so that you can get a hold of someone if you need to the other thing i want to say about phones and battery chargers and all that is Take time to charge your phone when you have that opportunity. So I know that not everybody goes and sits at a desk or whatever, but when you have the opportunity, charge your phone. Keep it topped off as much as possible. So the way that I do that is when I go to work, so my phone has the ability to charge wirelessly. And what that means is I don't have to connect a cord to it. I can set it on top of a a charger and it will it will suck the juice out wirelessly, right? And so I have one on the side of my bed and that's where I put my phone every night. So it charges overnight. But at work, I have one on my desk as well. And it wasn't very expensive. It was like $7.99, right? So if your phone has the ability to wireless charge, this is great. So it has a USB. It goes right into my computer. And so when I sit down, I put my phone in the cradle and it charges. So it's always at 100%. Whenever I need to leave, I just grab my phone and it's there. Another thing, if you don't, if you're not going to an office or something like that, of course, you have the battery banks that I've already talked about. But then in your in your vehicle, when you're on long trips, you can charge it as well. And so I do that, too. So I have one of the 12 volt uh, USB chargers that I push into my you know cigarette lighter. Uh, a lot of the new cars have USB chargers already you don't need to you you don't even have a cigarette lighter right and so you can just plug that in and i have a cord that's in there i have multiple cords i have cords at work i have cords at you know in my vehicle i have cords in my bag and so multiple cords because you're going to need a cord if you're going to use a battery uh, charger you're going to need a cord to be able to do that but in my vehicle if i'm on a trip i go ahead and charge it up no telling i mean think about this if you are traveling and then you run into a situation where your car breaks down, you're going to need your phone. You're going to be on the phone. You're going to be you're trying to get some help. And so you want to make sure that it is charged up. So, you know, you always want to do that. So invest a little bit of money just in your vehicle to have that available so that you can charge up your phone and keep it topped off uh, whenever whenever you can. Now, some of the vehicles, I have two, just an FYI on this one. In my truck, I have two different 12-volt sockets. And one will only stay on when I have the car on. And the other one seems to stay on all the time. So if you are connecting something and kind of just leaving it there, which I don't recommend, but it can wear down your battery if you tap into the wrong one. So look into your vehicle and make sure that that's not going to happen. You don't want to wear down your battery. All right, so moving on from there, the next thing I think that's very important is to have a knife, right? A knife of some sort. And so depending on what kind of pants I'm wearing, it's going to depend on the knife that I have. Now, a lot of the times I like the Kershaw, well, I like the Kershaw Chalet. It has that fast deployment. You just, with one finger, you can just, you know, just, it just pops out spring assisted and uh, it's great. They don't make it anymore. I think it's a shame. I thought it was a great, great knife. And I actually purchased one. I like mine so much. I purchased one for my dad, one for my brother, gave it to them as gifts. And, uh, you know, I just, it, it was a great knife. I, I like having that one. It's a very thin profile. 
and you rarely you don't even very light you don't feel that you have it on but if i'm wearing blue jeans i like to carry my leatherman wave with me and i don't carry it on the belt um, it can it's very heavy and it can wear down and that's where your your pants down and that's why i don't have it uh th- that's why i only wear it when i have blue jeans on but what i did was i bought the clip so there is a uh, a pocket clip that you can purchase on Amazon, I think it's like $5.99 or something like that. And uh, just you add it to your wave and I just clip it in just like I would clip in any other knife. Again, it's a little bit heavier, but I use the multi-tool more than I would use a knife. And I, you know, when I was on the campus, I was always using the pliers to fix something or to, to do something like that. Of course, the knife is always used to open up uh, you know, boxes and different things like that. But the, again, the multi-tool came in uh, so helpful, so many different times, the screwdrivers and different things like that. And so that's what I, what I like and what I enjoy. Now, being that I have a bag, I can carry around both. I can carry both of them inside of that bag if I really wanted to. And so you, you have that. So if you go to an office and you have a briefcase or you're a student and you are, you know, you're going to school, you have a backpack or you just use a backpack or you are bag or whatever, then, you know, you can carry some of these or maybe some extra for whatever. Maybe you, you don't want to carry a multi-tool with you in your pocket, but you can carry it in your bag. The next thing up is the flashlight. Now, I have a bunch of flashlights in my home. I think they they just make sense, right? And so one of the things that, uh, well, not too long ago, and if you remember, Survival Hacks gave uh, listeners to the podcast a great deal on their flashlights. And so I purchased a bunch of those. I still, I think I still have some like in the closet that I, that I haven't opened because I have like three or four of them out in around my house. And so I really like those flashlights. They're high lumens, high powered, the kind that when you, uh, you flash it in somebody's face that it's going to blind them. Right. And so, uh, there were great flashlights. Like I said, I have a bunch of those around there. I have one of them in my bag as well. And they're, you know, they have rechargeable batteries. One of the things recently that I've started doing is because I'm such a, a big believer in having, you know, a little bit more juice with me is I've purchased some of these rechargeable batteries to have extra ones. So I have one really big, powerful, uh, it's not one of the survival hacks. It's a, it's another flashlight that I have right by my bed, but I have batteries that I've purchased and I have them topped off and charged up. So if this if the battery that I have inside of it starts to wear down, I can easily change it out and not need to charge it up. But I have done the same thing with these other, these other flashlights, the ones that I'm talking about, like from survival hacks or whatever is I have extra batteries. You can go on Amazon and, and purchase the batteries and then I have them charged up. And so you, they come in, they come in very handy when the lights go out, when, you know, something happens, when you have a blackout, uh, during Hurricane Harvey, I mean, they, they just come in very handy. Some of these, you can turn them on and set them up and just let, you know, just just set them up to where they're pointing up to the ceiling and they will lighten up a whole or light up a whole room, give you enough light where people can move around without having to carry the, the flashlight with them. So anyway, I think having a flashlight is important. 
I know people that carry flashlights in their pocket. I could never do that. I don't like things in my pocket. And so I, I can't do that, but I have it very accessible to my, in my bag where I can go and I can get it. Uh, there's been times when uh, we had blackouts in the school where I busted out that flashlight and everybody was like, well, we want Mr. Sepulveda's flashlight. His flashlight lights up everything. And so, you know, it's really, it's really great to have one of those. So I really believe in having a really good flashlight. Um, if you have, if you don't have a lot of room, if you do want to carry it with you, they do make powerful pin lights, you know, with, where maybe they, uh, the batteries there are like a triple a batteries, two triple a batteries, and you can get those. I do have one of those as well. And you can attach that to your pants if you'd like to do that, or, you know, keep it in your pocket or whatever. Uh, even in your shirt pocket, if you want to do one of those, you know, have a pocket protector, you can even do that. But, uh, you know, they are available as well. You just might, they're not going to be definitely, they're not going to be as bright as one of these others that I'm talking about that have a lot of lumens. The other thing I think you can, you should everyday carry is money and cash, right? You should carry some cash around. Just recently, you know, we had, uh, my son had a blowout and uh, I think I shared the story on the podcast, but it was Sunday night. It was really late. I didn't like the spare that we had on the, on the car. And so I went to go find a vehicle or I'm sorry, a, a tire shop that was open and I couldn't find one. Uh, other than this, this one, it was open 24 hours. And so I, I found out that I wasn't too far away from it and I headed, headed over there. And so while I was there, you know, they started working on it. You know, I got it done, got it taken care of and they just took cash. Right. So if I wouldn't have had cash with me, if I wouldn't have had the ability to get cash. And actually, this is one of the reasons why I'm saying this is because I didn't have the cash on me. Now I'm carrying cash all the time. And I normally do have cash and I did have cash on me. So let me let me let me correct that. I did have cash on me. I didn't have enough on me. And so luckily they did have an ATM that I was able to withdraw a little bit of money out so that I could go ahead and pay for the service. But if not, you know, I would have been stuck out and we would have been stuck out having to drive the, the, the car back with this little uh, tire that I, I just didn't feel comfortable with. And so now I'm a big believer in not only carrying some cash, but carrying enough cash. So whatever that might be for you, whatever your budget allows, you know, folding up a hundred dollar bill or a $50 bill and, you know, putting it in your wallet where you don't normally see it, but you know, it's there in case of an emergency and you're able to get that because not everybody will take credit cards, you know, and, uh, that's just, you know, that's where we are. Now, a lot of people do, that's all they do. That's all they have. They don't have any cash on them whatsoever, but you might need some cash. And so, uh, like, like I said, I'm a big believer. I've always carried cash, but I'm carrying a little bit more than I have in the past so that I'm able to get through something like purchasing a tire if I need to, to be able to do that. The next thing that I believe you should have is a first aid kit. And so one of the things that I would say is depending on what you do, you know, you can have uh, different types. So if you have a backpack, you could carry a more substantial or, you know, a purse, you could carry a more substantial first aid. If you're just talking about what you have in your pockets and a lot of people would say, you know, I didn't say this at the very beginning. It's like, Todd, you're not really everyday carrying if you don't have it on you. 
And I agree to a point and I disagree to a point because like I said, I have my backpack with me everywhere I go. So it is with me. It is, it is on me, uh, but I understand that reasoning. But if you are just going with what is in your pocket, then you might want to go with a boo-boo kit. I've talked about this before. It is first aid items that I put inside of my, uh, inside of an Altoids tin and it has become very handy for me. I use that on a regular basis. I have a first aid kit in my vehicle. I have a first aid kit at my office. I have a first aid kit, of course, you know, in the home. I have first aid kits everywhere, but that little boo-boo kit has been more than enough for the things that I've needed to be able to take care of things, whether it is, you know, I'm giving someone a Band-Aid, whether it is someone got a bite and they needed a, a swab to to uh, help relieve the sting of a bite, whether it is, you know, taking some ibuprofen, even a floss stick. You know, I have a bunch of little different things in there that have just, it's become so helpful and so useful and i just think everyone can can make one of those and so i really highly suggest that but again like i said i have the a more substantial first aid kit in my office i have one in my vehicle and so they're there in case i need them in case the boo-boo kit does not does not cut it now i wrote an article on my boo-boo kit not too long ago and uh, it's been one of the more popular articles on ed that matters i might if i remember i'll link to it in the show notes if you want to go check it out but you know somebody re- you know responded to me i think they sent me an email like i would never carry a boo-boo kit because you know it's not enough and you know in blah 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 and all that kind of stuff and the that's not the point the point is is that you don't always need your full blown out you know uh, a blowout kit, right? You don't always need you know, the big first aid kit. I have one of the big, humongous, you know, in a 511 tactical bag from Dr. Bones and Nurse Amy. This sucker is big. I have a friend who is a nurse who took a look at it and he was like, man, this, this has everything in it. And so I could theoretically, I could carry that around, but who's going to do that? You know, like I said, the things that I need are a lot of the times have been inside of that boo-boo kit. And like, for instance, like somebody, you know, when I wrote that article, someone said, Hey, Todd, great kit. I would recommend adding some moleskin to it. So like if you ever had a blister because you had some new shoes or whatever, and you wore a blister or, you, you know, they, they, they gave you a blister so you can put some moleskin there and uh, help protect that blister or whatever from, or making it from making it from getting worse. And so I, uh, I added that, right. And so there's always little things you can add and stuff. I have some essential oils in mind. So anyway, I I think it's one of those things that will come in helpful. Ladies, if you have a purse, you can very easily throw, throw one of these in there and have everything available to you. And I got to tell you, when I, when I bring something out, when someone needs something and I bring out something from my boo-boo kit or my little urban survival kit, and I've talked about that recently, you know, people are like, wow, Todd, you have everything. And I'm able to say, yeah, well, I believe in being prepared. And so I'm able to talk a little bit about being prepared without being, you know, the weird talking, you know, freaking them out about EMPs and polar shifts and all the other kind of stuff out there. So anyway, there you go on, on that. The next thing up is, and just a couple more things here, is the, a water filter. 
And the one that I would highly recommend, so I mean, anyway, let me come back here. Some people recommend having water tabs or tablets with you. And I understand that they're, you know, tablets are really small and you can kind of put them, you could keep them in your boo-boo kit if you really wanted to do that. But if you have something like that, then you need to be able to have containers, right? Well, the water filter that I, that I always talk about and I always recommend is the Hydro Blue VersaFlow. Now, the thing that I love about this VersaFlow is that it has threaded ends on both sides, on the side where the dirty water goes and the side where the clean water goes. So then all you would need is a bottle, like a 20-ounce bottle, a 2-liter bottle, a water bottle, whatever. You get it and you you screw it on. So you could find those everywhere, even if you were, you know, you were on the side of the road and you needed to, to filter water, you could find a a 20 ounce or 20 liter, uh, not a 20 liter, a 20 ounce uh, soda bottle somewhere that somebody has thrown out. And you can use that to help you filter some water. And it's very easy. It threads on and then boom, you're ready to go. I love that little water filter. It has, uh, it's very easy because it has the threads on both ends. When it starts to get stopped up because of the junk that you have pushed through it, then you can very easily back flush it. You don't need to have the syringe uh, like the mini Sawyer, although I like the mini Sawyers too. But if you lose that syringe, you can't back flush it. All you need is to have a clean bottle of water that you can back flush through to get the Hydro Blue VersaFlow going again, right? Or to get, keep it in top condition. It also has a little window that you can see how. Uh, you know, how stopped up it is or how dirty it is on the inside. And so this is the, I mean, you can very easily hold it in the palm of your hand. And so this is, I just highly recommend it. You can also use it kind of like the life straw. I talk about the life straw a lot. I think it's the easiest water filter to use when you're talking about like giving, giving it to a kid or something like that. But you can also use it that way as well. If you carry around the uh, the kit that I recommend that you get from Hydro Blue is like twenty three ninety nine, and uh, if you click on the link and you get the coupon code, you get twenty percent off. So it's even cheaper than that. But it comes with a kit to make it into a family water filter. But it has this big or this long um, tube that comes along with it, and you don't need that long tube when it comes to building the water filter or the family water filter, you can cut a little bit off of it and you can use it as a straw to suck water if you wanted to do it that way. And so, uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of different things that you can do with it. And so I highly recommend that one. It is really small. It'll fit in very nicely in a small compartment. Again, for me in my backpack, it really works out. It's not something that I probably would put inside of my in my pocket or whatever, but it's definitely something that I would carry in my backpack or in a small kit when I was carrying something like that. The next thing that I would say when you everyday carry, and especially like for me, because I'm working off of my backpack is making, maybe having some snacks, right? And when I say snacks, I'm talking about maybe some peanuts, like a, uh, some trail mix or something like that. And just because you might get stranded, just because you might be very busy and you don't get a chance to stop and eat. And, you know, some people need to eat, you get hangry or you have blood, you know, blood sugar 
sugar levels and all that kind of different things. You, know, you have some food with you just to be able to pop in your mouth if you need it, right? And so I, I like having a couple of uh, packages of troll mix inside of my backpack. So if I need to, need to, I can get to it and it's there and it will satisfy me until I can get something a little bit more substantial. And then lastly, I want to talk a little bit about the Urban Survival uh, kit that I have. It's another little Altoids tin that I just have in my backpack. And I have a bunch of little things in there. But the things that I use the most, since we're talking about everyday carry, the things that I use the most are the nail clippers. I, I just, it's, I know it's crazy, but for whatever reason, my, I get little hangnails and I hate, they bug me and I don't want to pick at it, you know, with my fingers and rip it off and all that kind of stuff. So I use the nail clippers. Uh, the other thing that I have in there, I have never used it, but I think it's smart is the sewing. I have a, a little sewing needle and some thread. It's already threaded with a button on there. So if I ever lose a button, I don't have, and I'm, far away from home or I'm in a meeting or I'm presenting or whatever it is, I can go ahead and sew on a button really quickly. Uh, and then the other thing is the razor blade. I've used the razor blade before that has come in handy. That that was one of the things where people said, Todd, you have everything, right? And I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm prepared. And so here you go. And so uh, there you go on that urban. I have other little things in that urban survival kit, but those are the things that I've used the, the most of. And those are the things that I, I actually created that kit because I use those things on a regular basis or I wanted to have those things with me. So guys, this is what I carry. This is what I have with me on a regular basis every single day, right? And again, it's not necessarily in my pockets. Like I said, I don't like to have a lot of things in my pockets. I don't even like to have my keys in my pockets, but I do, I do have it very close to me, right? Like within an arm's reach away at all times in my backpack. And so it's, it's there. And that's the way that I deal with this. But you can have a lot of this stuff in a small kit or, you know, that you carry with you, ladies, again, in your purses, or if you carry this stuff in your pocket, if you, you know, some of you might be able to wear cargo pants, right? And so you have multiple pockets available to you that you can put some of these things inside of them. And I've seen some people that, that have a lot of stuff, you know, on their belts, you know, they have like a utility belt is like Batman utility belt here. And they've got a lot of stuff kind of strapped on, um, that, that wouldn't work for me because I'm in a professional environment during the day. And so people would look at me as like, Todd, what are you doing? Are you going camping? <laughs> what is that? And so again, the reason why I'm bringing this up and the reason why I'm saying modern is because you got to make it fit your needs. You got to make it fit your way of doing things. Just because you don't do it the way that someone online does it doesn't mean that it's wrong. There's going to be people that say, again, like I said, Todd, you're not, you don't have it in your pockets. It's not everyday carry. And I'm, I'm like, dude, you can believe whatever you want to believe, but I everyday carry this every single day. I have it with me. And so this is, this is the way that I do it. Don't let someone tell you that you're wrong because they leave a comment somewhere or because they say something on social media. I mean, there's so many people out there that, you know, will try to tell you what they do or what the, the way to do it. And they don't know you, they don't know what your needs are. And that's what is important. You got to find out what your needs are. Again, going back to that reason, your why. You got to find out, find out your why. Why are you prepping? How are you doing it? What is convenient for you? 
And so your everyday carry needs to be convenient for you. These are some very basic things I think everybody should have. But again, you need to make it your own. You need to make it what's right for you. And everyone's going to be a little bit different and you're going to require a little bit different things. For instance, somebody that you know needs insulin, you're every day carrying insulin with you. You should be, right? You should be carrying a little kit with you or, or maybe some candy with you. I remember when I was young, right out of high school, I was working at a department store and I had a guy who started, uh, he was with uh, his girlfriend and he started acting a little funny. And she's like, you know what? I need we we need a little piece of candy and she opened up her purse and she gave him a piece of candy and you could see you know very quickly he started recovering and it was that with the blood sugar stuff and insulin and whatever and I'm not a doctor I don't know all that stuff but anyway you know that that goes into effect and that works and so everyone's going to have things a little bit different if you are allergic to bee stings and you need to have an EpiPen with you right then you're going to be carrying an EpiPen my wife is allergic to seafood and sometimes we go to restaurants and although we say we can't have anything touch seafood or whatever, sometimes she still feels the reaction from it. So she every day carries Benadryl with her. She has that with her as well as an EpiPen. And so everybody is going to be a little bit different. You got to make it your own, right? And that's why preparedness is an individual thing. You get a lot of information out there. There's a lot of information that you can find and uh, you can get. And I believe in having as much information available as possible. That's why I do what I do. Ultimately, you have to make it your own. And that's that's modern everyday carry, guys. All right. So there you go. I'm going to link to, I'm going to try to link to that boo-boo kit if I remember to put it in the show notes. And also don't forget, I'm going to link to that survey, that quick little survey on what is your why. I would greatly appreciate it if you would fill that survey out. It helps me to understand where people are, but it also will solidify the why inside of your heart and inside of your mind. So go click on that link really quickly and go do that. And, uh, and you know, let me know what your why is. Well, everyone, that's it for episode 590. Hey, don't forget to subscribe to the show. You can head on over to theprepperwebsitepodcast.com or you can search for The Prepper Website Podcast in any of your favorite podcast catchers and that way you never miss another episode of Sweet Prepper Goodness. And can I ask you for another big favor? If you find value in the podcast, if it is something that you feel really great about and you feel like you can recommend it, would you go over to iTunes or wherever you listen to uh the podcast and give us a review. I would greatly appreciate it. You know, there are people out there that are looking for different podcasts. And I know that I do this when I, when I go looking for a podcast, I look at the reviews. I mean, is it like somebody, you know, is it something that is, uh, are they talking positively about it? Uh, is it something that seems interesting? You know, how many stars does it have that type of stuff? You know, there are people out there that give, the Prepper Website Podcast, one star, two stars. 
And you know, that's fine. I can't do anything about that. But if you really appreciate the podcast and it's something that you, you know, you listen to and you've been with me and you haven't done it, I would greatly appreciate a five-star review. That just really means a lot to me. It means, uh, it's a big blessing to me is what I'm trying to say. So anyway, I would greatly appreciate it if you would do that. Hey, don't forget also, if you are looking for more preparedness, to come on over to Prepper website. We load somewhere between 8 to 12 articles every single day on preparedness, your favorite article or your favorite websites, the best articles out there. And you can, if you, you know, I was talking about this the other day, the pocket app. If you can't read them, you can load them in the pocket app and you can listen to them. I'm going to link to an article on how preppers learn. And that video is there, walks you through how to use the pocket app and you can listen to articles And so it's not exactly the same, right, as the podcast, but you can still listen to preparedness articles while you're on the go. And so I'm going to link to that one as well. I just got to remember to link to all this stuff here and uh, and get it on there in the show notes for you so that you can go ahead and check that out. And with that, choose to live a more self-reliant life. Choose not to be so dependent on the government grid or the grind. Until next week, stay prepped and aware. Peace.